Come on, come all, come gather round. Come hear tales both lost and found. Grab yourself a drink with a splash of lime. It's David and Michael's story time. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another exciting episode of Storytime. The one who's ruggedly handsome but considered ugly by society. Well, that's David Miller. <laughs> I'll take it. That's fine. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Our special guest, our storyteller, telling us the final part, the conclusion of the Jane Eyre story. Well, that's Elise Griffin. Hello. And who are you? Yeah, I I wasn't paying attention. Did you say your name yet? No, No. me. I'm an ugly school marb who sees paranormal apparitions everywhere I go. That's me, Michael Santel. You told me about that once, and I kind of brushed it aside. Do we need to talk about it more? No, no, no. It's fine. Uh, (laughs) Listen, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. Just so you know, this is an early uh, Saturday morning. What day of the week is it? This is the earliest that we've ever recorded a show. Well, we're doing it for. Don't worry about it. We're doing it for two reasons. One, to accommodate our guests, but two, we gotta get we gotta get this episode recorded before the heat comes. So we have a very <laughs> small window this morning before me and David's apartments become hell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> David, I had my I had my coffee juice. I already walked the dog. I have with me now. Right, I know. Which means let's last time we forgot it, we're not forgetting this time. Let's go to predictions. Great. But do we get a recap real quick? Oh, <laughs> Just a quick quick one. How did you forget? We just talked the other day. Not to to peel the curtain back too much, but while I do kind of legitimately like to have a recap for myself, I'm also doing it because this is a show and we have an audience and I'm trying to give them a recap. (laughs) Yeah, do you guys remember what has happened up to this point? Do you remember where we are? I remember like one of the last things that happened was that like he was going to send her away and she like told him off. And then he was like, Oh no, wait, I actually love you. And then I thought that was bullshit, but then they're like, yay. And then they got together. Uh, and I, I, there might've been one more little thing that happened after that. But we they went back to the house. It's like, we don't know happening. about the other woman. We don't know about the uncle who has money for her waiting in the wings oh, somewhere. But a bunch of other stuff happened. Like, um, what's his name? Got attacked at the party. Mr. Uh, Mason, the mysterious Mr. Mason. visitor. He was stabbed and bitten mm-hmm. in the, we decided, forearm? I upper think? arm? Or upper, upper arm. Upper arm. That's right. Uh, 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 our, our main character did a bunch of dick moves to Jane. It was like, I bet my next wife would love this ride. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> my yeah, future new, wife is going to love. Yeah, yeah. But, but a bunch of things like that, right? He kept like goading her on during the party. Yeah. yeah. Well, and first of all, he made her stay at the party and then everyone just made fun of her. And then she's yeah. like, well, I'm leaving now. And he's like, no, keep being the target eventually he let her go uh is there anything that we're missing you guys pretty much have it just to recap briefly jane Eyre story about a governess Uh, it's a gothic novel and at this point in the story we've just gotten to the point where she and her main love interest mr rochester have declared their love for each other in a really messed up way and uh he proposes to her and she says yes and they're all in love and then they run inside because it starts raining and the yes. tree, the big tree they have been seeing. Oh, it's hit underneath. by lightning. The lightning, yeah, yeah, yeah. The lightning open. Yes. The lightning strikes the tree and cracks it in two. Mm-hmm. And that's where we begin. Right. Great. It's okay. a dark and stormy it, afternoon. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's nighttime. It's a dark and stormy okay. night. It's, yeah, it's, it's a dark and stormy, stormy night. night. So, okay. What are your predictions? Ah, predictions. Uh, okay. Um,. The, the the lady who was supposed to be marrying Mr. Rochester. Blanche Ingram. 
is going to be none too pleased about this development. Mm. And, oh, does this one becomes like a Scooby-Doo? Like, the place becomes haunted, but it turns out it's Blanche in a mask. Oh, <laughs> it might be a Scooby-Doo story. And after splitting up to find him and then coming up with a plan to catch him and then messing up and then getting out of control on some kind of mobile device, like something with wheels, like a shopping cart or a lawnmower. Or the mystery uh, van. Uh, well, it's got, this is the small or thing. A this carriage. is where Scooby is like... Yeah, where Scooby's like out of control on a thing, and then he runs into the bad guy, and because he's a Great Dane, he's so big and heavy, he's on top of them, and then they can pull the mask off. It and does it's Blanche. Yeah, it does that. It does that sound effect. That ba ba da ba da ba da ba da. Yeah. yeah, that sound effect. And she would have gotten away for it, away with it, if it hadn't been for this pesky governess. And it's literally because Shaggy and Scooby snuck off from what they were supposed to be doing, so they could get more snacks. Scooby Dooby Doo. Yeah, okay. absolutely. We'll get into it later. This is probably gonna make me some enemies. I fucking hate Scooby Doo. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. It's fine. It's, yeah, a, it's, I'm, it's, it's a bad show. I'm totally on board with you, I don't David. have to rant about it now. We don't have to No, time no, that's fine. <laughs> okay. It's not horses bad, but... Yeah, look, yeah. I, it's up there. <laughs> I think we're going to hit... I'm not afraid of Scooby-Doo like uh, I am yes, horses. I but... David, I, I hear you. I hear you. Michael, what's I think yours? we're going to hit all the tropes. I think it, we, we got to have a wedding. We got to have a murder and a funeral. Mm. <laughs> Preferably at the same time, just to save yep. just, time. Listen, if we're paying for the vicar, in let's just economy. do two, two birds with one stone. And then my final prediction is a talking animal. I feel like we haven't had <laughs> nice. it yet, nice. but I nice. feel like that might happen. Even if it's in a dreamscape, I, I'm, I'm taking credit for it. Uh, I think that I think that dancing the dancing French girl is going to manifest a power of some kind. Ooh, maybe. You know. Ooh, do we want to guess that there's a séance? Do we feel like they're going to channel spirits at all? I don't think so. I don't know that they'll go that far. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we're like we're like people are going to develop powers and shit. Nah, yeah. they won't do like yeah, a yeah, yeah, they That's won't do that. Okay. <laughs> so cut to the interior of the house where our two main heroines are covered in water. Yes, and they're they're kissing each other, and Mrs. Fairfax. The housekeeper mm-hmm. sees them kind of from afar and kind of gives mm-hmm. them the stink eye a bit. Okay, well, she didn't see the proposal. This is this she is didn't. Up up. She didn't see the proposal, but the next morning, Jane is all like, "I got mine," and Mrs. Fairfax is like, "Oh, okay." Uh, and <laughs> so they start preparing for a wedding, as you do, and they start planning. And Mr. Rochester's like. I'm going to take you into town. I'm going to buy you a bunch of fine things. Mm-hmm. All the frippery and all the lace and all the You're going to be a lady. Yeah. you're Partially because she's being part of the family, but partially because she's like very plain, right? So you got to yeah. like put some lace on her or something. <laughs> Dollar up. Yeah. She's very plain. She's just <clears throat> not into any of it. And the entire time, she's just like, can we not? Like everything he pulls out for her is like, uh, uh, pearls. And she's like, no. And it's like, lace? No. Like she's just so dour. She's like, I don't like any of this. And he's like, but you're my little Janet. I must bestow you with gifts. And she's like, uh. Can she like just get something else? Can she be like, I'm fine on clothes? Can I get like she's, books? She has like two dresses get a- to her name. Can she get a PlayStation 5? Would he buy her a PlayStation 5? He would absolutely. He would try to buy her a PlayStation 5, and then she would be like, I don't know. I've got a Tamagotchi. <laughs> Have you guys watched Ooh. Don't Tell the Bride on Tubi? Of course not. What is okay. Tubi? Tubi is an app that's free, and this is a BBC show, and it's this, a show uh, called... First of all, this podcast is not sponsored by Tubi. We're not. This is... Or whatever show he's talking about. Yeah, this is not brought to you. Uh, it's a show called Don't Tell the Bride, where they give... It's in England. They give a guy 12,000 euros or whatever, and... And he gets to plan the whole wedding and the wife and the soon to be wife doesn't have any input on anything. 
and that's usually what their face looks like when they see the dress for the first time that he doesn't know their oh, sizes of. It's they're always unhappy with it, but it re- reminds me of uh, him picking out everything for her wedding and being like, "You're gonna love these pearls," and she's like, "I don't like pearls." What yeah. have I ever talked about pearls? Yeah, that's literally exactly what happens. And he keeps trying, and Adele is like with them in town, and she's like, "Oh mon dieu, the fenery!" <laughs> of course, she's dancing in the store. Yeah, <laughs> she just like has all the ribbons and the entire store. Uh, yeah, so Jane is just like, no, I just want the plainest, you know, nice, I'll take some nice fabric for my very plain wedding dress. And he's like, anything for you, my pocket wench? Um, pocket wench, does he say that? that? Is, is that in the book? You know what, that is not from the book, that is from another book, which I will plug because it's fantastic. Uh, okay. A book called Texts from Jane Eyre by Daniel Lavery. Uh, and uh, he and Nicole Cliff were founders of The Toast, and okay. he's just the funniest person. Uh, anyway, go read that. Oh, he's also great. Dear Prudence on Slate, so that's a great podcast. So they're getting all things ready. The, the mm-hmm. wedding is, like, pretty rushed because Mr. Rochester's like, we, come on, let's get this going. Let's, let's get, go, 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 go. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the night before the wedding, did we already have that montage where they're like putting out chairs mm-hmm. and stringing ribbons from the tree? And, and like the... Jane is slowly taking all the ribbons down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The kitchen, they're cooking exotic meats in the kitchen. Yeah, there's like a cook running around being like, I need goose over here. I need basil this way. So much basil. Look how rich we are. Yeah, it's definitely a basil rich wedding. <laughs> is this in reference to my basil it sparkling is. water it, right it now? It is a callback, yes. I mean, no one knew that callback, so that's fine. But I mean, right. I forgot that we yeah. literally talked about how we weren't recording. It was all two that. seconds before we talked about Elisa's fancy lemon cucumber <laughs> and basil drink. Wow, the bit I did made no sense to anyone hearing. That's it. okay. Now so, they know about it. Yep, that's fine. Now they know I'm fancy. Anyway, the night before the wedding, Jane is so excited. She's so in love. She like lays out her wedding veil. She's just like staring at it fondly, and mm. she drifts off. So she likes the veil. So she's like yeah. into that. She's into the veil. It's not fancy. It's very simple, very plain. Do we have to read into the thing that she's into? Is the thing that covers her face? Is that like symbolic? Probably. Mm. Oh, it's been a while since I was in college. I'm picking up what they're putting down. <laughs> it's very plain, uh, but it's very nice. So she's just goes to sleep and while she's asleep she has this crazy nightmare and she's just sort of starting to wake up in that state where you're like half asleep half still in the dream you don't really know what's going on and she Mm -hmm. looks over at the other side of her room and she sees this like savage beastie looking woman ripping her veil into two no but before she can get a good look at her she's like screaming and the lady is like vanishes Mm-hmm. She's like, what just happened? So mm-hmm. she you know, runs off to Rochester. She tells him and he's like, my dear, you were just dreaming, you know, or maybe it was Grace Poole that made that's always making sounds and doing Grace weird Poole. things. <laughs> yeah, we, Grace Poole. She, Grace Poole is just someone we hired to literally be the creeping scapegoat. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, we, Don't we worry. started having we started having ghost experiences. So we hired a very quiet just kind of creepy person to stand in the shadows <laughs> and then we can always just blame them. <laughs> yep. uh, did she check the veil? Is the veil ripped up? Yeah, it's actually ripped up. Oh, see? So, okay. so then yeah. someone was in her room. There's a ghost in the house. Yeah, yeah. there is a creepy, savage-looking lady ghost Yeah. Ripping also, up before things. we 
before we saw the lady ghost, when you said she was having a crazy nightmare, in my mind, all I pictured was the heffalumps and woozles <laughs> from Winnie the Heffalumps and woozles. It's a crazy dream. I would be terrified if I had that, that dream. That ride at Disneyland is an acid trip, and it's a yeah, little it's terrifying. For There's also a point where you can turn around and look behind you, and you can still see the heads of the... Um, the like the moose and the deer and oh. stuff from from the country bear jamboree. Oh no! They oh to, yeah, like, yeah, 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 They used to like sing and, and yeah. stuff. And they're just like they're just like above a door. <laughs> uh, someone at Disney has a very deep fear of elephants because I confuse the heffalump and woozles with the fucking fever dream when Dumbo gets shit face <gasps> drunk. Yeah. He oh. also sees fucked up elephants. Yeah, elephants on parade, right? Dumbo gets drunk. Yeah. Oh yeah! I so thought it was just cl- Pinocchio that gets drunk. No, no so Dumbo so does. so Dumbo. So all the clowns are celebrating, having a, like a dope ass show. Now that Dumbo's there, and they get fucking shit faced, <laughs> and they dump one of their bottles of booze falls into the water, and then. Uh, Dumbo and the mouse. The mouse gets real shit face, and the mouse is like, "You're gonna be such a big star, Dumbo. We're gonna, we're taking this out of the top. We're gonna do this." He gets so drunk that when he's drunk, he fucking drinks and flies and that's how he gets caught up in the tree and then the and then the racist crows show up and tell him it's impossible yeah, Listen, that movie yeah. is a, a child elephant and racist crows getting drunk it's a very weird movie 40s were a tough time for everybody yeah, yeah. what was disney Oh, oh I mean it was listen, they were was? they were Hold yeah, on. Yeah, it's a different company. <laughs> what was Disney? Yeah, I was gonna say. Maybe it's <laughs> they better to They learned their lesson. Yep, yeah, they changed their ways. Yeah, so they're much better. Jane now. wakes up from her heffalumps and woozles dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a savage lady. She she knows it couldn't have just been a dream because her veil is ripped of into. Not. Yeah, and she's like, I proof. didn't rip it. Like that mm-hmm. that did not happen. It's the one thing she liked. Yeah, it's the one <laughs> thing she liked. Every this is time. very black swanny. Like I don't know what the like I don't know what paranormal events are real or like in her mind, but like they're Ooh. having real world consequences, so like who knows? Exactly. That's so a gothic is, novel. Is Blanche played by Natalie Portman? Oh no way. Natalie Portman, absolutely not. That's too pretty. We gotta find somebody else. No, no Blanche. No, Jane, not, not Blanche is supposed to be pretty. But Blanche is supposed right. to be like no, Blanche would be like who's tall and pretty? Uh, Kate Blanchett. <laughs> yeah, with like black hair. Okay, they'll yeah, die that'd be that's intimidating. Fine. She could do that. <laughs> she could definitely do that. Yeah, absolutely. She can do Go, anything. Yeah. She, she has, mm-hmm. can and has done everything, and she's good at it all. <laughs> anyway, we are finally there, guys. We are at yes. the day of the wedding. Of the wedding. Yeah, all the servants are running around in their little suits, and they have their trays ready. <laughs> Everybody's getting pamphlets. ready for the wedding. They are all excited. Oh yeah, it's totally a musical Everybody's number. getting ready for the wedding. Yeah. Yes, everything's going well, and they rush off to the chapel. It's not that far because that's how geography and these like t- areas of England work. There's like a chapel for every like whatever number of houses. Right. They go over there. It's the morning because that's how they do it over there. There's not really that many people there. It's like just like, you know, a couple people and then the two of them. And then a little girl dancing like on the corner of the stage. <laughs> well, she's the, she's the flower girl. So she's dancing down she's the aisle. She's wiggling down the, uh, the aisle. <laughs> she's doing like flowers up, flowers down, moonwalk. Yeah, she's doing all the good like solo dances. You've got to make it into a run like flowers up, flowers down, spread the flowers all around. Yeah, 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 yeah. But she's so just she, killing then, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't even think Obviously, she's, she's our favorite character. <laughs> I don't even think she's there. 
<laughs> yes, she is. In our version, she is. In our version, yeah. she's there. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. So anyway, everything's happening, and the priest is, you know, going along his thing, and all of a sudden, two men burst through the chapel doors. Assassins? Shout, I declare the existence of an impediment uh, to this they, they object. They're, they're like a... Does yeah. anyone object? And yeah. two guys are like, two. we do. Two guys. And you know who it is? Debt collectors. Uh, um, oh, oh, the guy who got stabbed. Yes. Yes. <gasps> it's Mr. Mason and his lawyer. And they show up and they're claiming. Played by Wallace Shawn. His lawyer is played by Wallace Shawn. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be a delightful addition to any wedding. <laughs> I, right. <laughs> Even on the opposition side, I'd be like, oh, well, Sean, oh, hey. you probably have a good reason for this. <laughs> but what they're claiming is they, mm-hmm. this wedding cannot happen because Mr. Rochester is already married. The scamp. To Mr. Yeah. Mason's sister. What? Uh, Lady Mason. But the, Mid- Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, this, is a, this is quite a wrinkle. Bit of a snag. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, well, that leads me to automatically think that, like, now it shifts a possible motive onto Mr. Rochester for the stabbing and biting, I guess, of Mr. Mason. Because Yo. if he's dead, no one would claim, like, hey, this is can't go forward, right? Is, like, Mrs., is Mr. Mason's crazy sister living in the attic and, like, living off crumbs? Shit. And, like, is she, like, a monster woman? Is like, she, like, <laughs> fucking with him? Yeah, is she, like, living in the shadows? Well, funny you should ask. <gasps> because... <laughs> Jane is like, there's no way this is true. And Rochester is like, uh It's very it's, I yeah, can't, it's very true. This is all true. Do you wanna see my beautiful bride? And so he <gasps> drags them all back to Thornfield Hall and they go up, up, up to that third story. Third floor to the third and floor. And in the yeah. room where Mr. Mason was lying when Jane was holding his wounds, they yes. pull back a little tapestry, and through there is a secret room. And in that room <laughs> is Grace Poole and Bertha Mason. Bertha Both. Mason. Bertha Mason. And Ber- Grace Poole, Bertha Mason. Bertha Mason is Mr. Mason's sister, and yeah. Rochester has kept her a secret because she is insane. Okay. And she, Grace Poole, is her caretaker. Mm -hmm. So she's just there. This Rochester is stupid. Everything that moved. He (laughs) stopped the crazy lady, and then he was into Grace Poole, and then he was into the new lady. He was into Grace Poole? He's not into Grace Poole. He's never been into Grace Poole. You don't know what he's into. Yeah, you don't know what he's into, okay? I'm just telling you that all of those stereotypes about the new lady. That's all real. This I don't know how I feel about this Rochester anymore. I don't, I don't know who he is anymore. That's I, I, probably how she's feeling. I can't believe that you just had a woman. Is she locked up or does she just have free... She has I think free like the idea is that Grace Poole is kind of keeping her contained. Mm-hmm. She's sort of like right. there to keep her contained. But Grace Poole, as we kind of know, is like maybe well, a little bit of a drunk. Fire That's that why. woman because she's <laughs> well, bad Well, there have definitely been times where she got out. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. definitely is. Anyway, while they're there, Bertha... Like in a savage rage, which is how they describe her. It's very. It, Bertha is also described as like exotic looking. Oh boy. Maybe a little swarthy. 
Maybe like all okay. the like kind of dog whistly sounding words that describe like a not oh she's a dog quite is she a t- light not is she, quite is she a talking dog because if no. she's a talking no. dog no. that means I win no. nope okay no okay. she's not no. a talking dog but anyway she while she's there being. so she like sees Rochester and she like tries yes. to attack him and he just kind of standing there like do you see this do you see this guys he says this is the sole conjugal embrace I am ever to know. So what we've never even term. done it, mm-hmm. is, is what he's saying. Yeah, all, which means that the marriage, which means the marriage well, so, isn't real. What? So well, well. So, so what? Was she like? Was she like normal until wedding day, and then she's like, "I do," and then was like, "Gotcha!" Blah, blah, blah. I bet that there was because that's pretty we'll intelligent. Get more not crazy. Soon. We'll get okay. more David, right. her family. She was a little bit nutso. They knew that they had to get her married off to get that dowry or whatever from Mr. Maybe Rudd. Something traumatic happened, yeah. like right before the wedding. No, or something. no, no, Michael, you're right. That's literally what happened. No, they gaslitted him. They knew exactly what was going uh, on. Mm-hmm. They pawned him off on her. Yeah, because obviously. Obviously, they lock her in a secret room in the attic, and the family's not mad about that. They're just mad that he's going to be marrying somebody yeah. else. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's exactly what happens next. Jane is like, Very I got to go. I got to get out of here. I can't stay here. This is over. Yeah, and she tries to, you know, leave, and Rochester's like, no, stay. No, 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 please. As, oh, his, as, go. His, cr- as his crazy wife is like, no, I got his Over his shoulder, yeah. I picture her chained to a wall so she can almost get at him. And he's like, why are, why are you leaving? And she's just... <laughs> and Grace Poole's like batting at her with a with like a broom. No, Grace, Grace Poole is drinking sherry in the corner and she's like Willy Wonka. She's like, no, stop, don't. <laughs> They're like, what do you do with her? She's like, oh, this is what I use. This is what I use the push stick. And it's just a broom. It's yeah, just like, it's just like <laughs> folks at her. She'll That's, usually get tired of this in about two and a half hours. Yep. <laughs> so he's like, okay, let me let me just tell you, let me just tell you what what had happened. And and this will all you'll understand this will all blow over. I, I swear really? to you. Yeah. So he's like, listen, when I was young, my father and my brother were both just awful, just a pair of real dicks, and they were spending all of our money. And they wanted me to marry somebody rich. And <clears throat> we were in, uh, great, now I'm going to sound racist because I can't remember what it was. Some exotic place. I want to say like okay. the West Indies, whatever that was. Because that's sure. where everybody went. And right. they meet this family, the Masons. And uh, they're like, look at this beautiful daughter they have. And she's just so gorgeous and exotic. And like, why mm-hmm. don't you marry her? So they set the whole thing up. The thing is, the family knew, and his father and brother knew that her mother was just cuckoo for cocoa puffs. Sure. And the family had been hiding. Well, I mean, her. who would be? They're a delicious cereal, and especially I mean, back they're then, they're like, very there good. They're very good cereal. Choice. I have you not know, had so. those since college, and I want them so bad. I literally have a box right over there. Uh, I, could pour, I could pour them onto the camera. If you, you know want. what's crazy between cuckoo <laughs> for cocoa puffs and the tricks rabbit is the cuckoo. The cuckoo guy is fucking addicted. He's mainlining those yeah. cocoa puffs, but the tricks guy, he never gets that cereal. Well, so he's he's Jonesing. Yeah, I guess so. I wonder if you. I would love to see them switch. I wonder if the I rabbit never, would calm down. I, I, I always, I never liked that about cereal mascots. They they went one of two ways. Either they were the champion of the cereal, and everyone was like, "Yeah, the, you represent the cereal, and we all love it together," or they were like 
forbidden from having it and the <laughs> yep. whole thing was that we have to try to make sure they don't get it so that we can like what the fuck like the tricks rabbit the coke uh, the the cookie crisp uh guy oh the, the, like, was... that one frog like the smacks whatever like the sugar smacks yeah. frog yeah see i don't i don't know what yeah. his relationship to the I don't cereal what was. His was yeah but the you're right. The honeycomb guy was like, it'll turn you into a monster. Like, I don't yeah. understand the, the thing about honeycomb that. Guy, honeycomb guy, you turn into a monster. <laughs> what? Uh, Cookie Crisp, you literally have to steal for. But then what about, like, Reese's Puffs? Because, like, Reese's Puffs, you would, like, you would, right, but you would murder a man. Like, everyone in that cartoon, in the commercial was like, I'd do anything for Reese's Puffs. <laughs> I thought when, in Reese's Puffs, they would eat it and their world would turn into peanut butter. Right, that would oh. happen, and also the same thing would happen with um, uh, Apple Jacks. Yeah, they're all yeah. horror stories. Oh yeah, Apple Jacks whole thing was like it doesn't taste like apple, and it's like you don't understand adults, and it's like fuck you, adults have to buy it for you. Like yeah, like what are you what are you doing here? Why are you <laughs> acting like this? Waffle Crisp even was like this is these like gr- these grannies that live in this granny paradise make this waffle cereal, and we steal it from them so that you can have it. Like <laughs> I don't understand. The best of the cereal mascots are the straight up ones who are pushers, and the best ones Tiger are the Tiger, Toucan well, Sam, Snap Crackle Pop, mm-hmm. that are just yeah. literally like. Yo, yo kids, you want, you want right? this like, shit. You yeah. want this shit, and guess what? You come see me, and I'll give it to you. Yeah. Anyway, Santel so, and I have anyway. a cereal-based podcast. <laughs> we have a new cereal. We have a new podcast coming out. It's called Cereal. Everyone I should listen to listen, it. I, I, while we're making this joke now, I've actually in private made this joke with another friend of mine named Chris. We've talked for a couple of years about doing a cereal-based podcast called Cereal the Podcast. And it should just be 20 <laughs> minutes of you guys eating cereal. It would be like a very short form. Don't worry about it. Very short okay. form, multiple episodes, different cereal a week. We try so weird stuff. Mr. Rochester. So anyway, has be- Mr. Rochester. <laughs> He's a victim of circumstance. Yeah, so he was tricked into marrying this daughter. and From both sides. Like yeah. literally like the minute they get back to England, she's like, ah, ha, ha, I'm insane. And he's like, no. Uh, so he's just like, look, I this isn't, I, I didn't choose this. This is why I had to go and, like, you know, be a ne'er-do-well and, like, just, you know, sleep my way around France and, like, you know, end up with, I like, had to, Adele. It's not and, my fault I cheated on my wife. It's her fault. Yeah. She's the crazy She's one. The I, just had, I just had to take care of me. Wouldn't you cheat on her if you were married to crazy? <laughs> oh, I give, I give my wife psych tests every day. I'm just waiting for that pendulum to swing the other way. <laughs> I go, sorry, you're clinically insane. I get to cheat on you now. Yeah. So he's begging Jane, like, listen, just stay. Nobody knows about her in the town. Literally, the only people that know about her are me, (laughs) Mr. Mason, Ms. Fairfax, the housekeeper, Grace Poole, maybe some other people, including the the delivery boy might have saw her once. Uh, There was a technician at the house. These packages addressed to Bertha Mason. It seems like a lot of people know about her. You just named off half a dozen. So like, okay. (laughs) The only people that we've ever met, they all know about her. Practically no one except all of these people. He's like, look, just be my mistress. Like, this is fine. Like, no one will fault you. Like, you're just, it, look, everyone will be like, oh, his wife's insane. Of course, he, you know, like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's whatever. Oh it's God. fine. He's like, hey, I even, you know what? I have this villa in Spain, totally private. We can just go there, tell everyone we're brother and sister, and just live together. And nobody's ever going to know. It's a perfect plan. That's, what could go wrong? That's, 
that's a, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's, that's a, a really good plan. That's a I very mean, good plan. It's mm-hmm. a fine plan. It's a, why do you got to say your brother and sister? Like what? Yep. Like you could, like you could just, it doesn't matter. You I have guess. to, you have to justify why <laughs> yep. a man and woman would be living together. Your yeah. brother and sister. Exactly. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Fine. So <laughs> Jane is like, I love you, but I have such a strong moral backbone that I cannot violate my own principles. And if I did this, I would know that you're married yeah. to somebody else and that she's locked up in a tower and <laughs> I just can't do this. Yeah. So that night she leaves in secret. Yeah. So she is through out. a secret passageway or trap door. Yeah. Which technically want. actually it, that room behind the tapestry is kind of that, yeah, right? Exactly. It's very so much. my prediction from works. last yeah. my prediction from last episode has come true. When she left in the dead of night, there was howling in the distance, but it was just the crazy lady upstairs. Absolutely. <laughs> 100%. So wolves in England. Yeah, it's that lady. Yeah, it's Bertha Mason and Grace Poole was like, you know what? I'll give it a try. Where does, <laughs> where does Jane go? Yes, we're getting there. So Jane is like out trying to get to some nearby town and she ends up okay. kind of wandering the moors. She's so just, like, walking? Yeah, she's or walking. She's riding a horse? Okay. And there's, like, mist, and, you know, it's very dangerous. There's swooping music. And she, you know, like, she kind of, she gets to, like, little townish areas, but she runs out of money really fast. And she just ends up starving and wandering oh, no. the moors. And she's like, I got to find some shelter. So she sees this little, like, house in the distance. Her income was bad then. I thought she was, like, making bank. There's no way. No. She's just, like, poor. Yeah. She was making bad money. Okay, good to know. Good but she to know. gets to live and eat and whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. okay, fine. Yeah. So now she's in some dilapidated house. So she finds this house, and there's three people that live there. There's people named Diana, Mary, and Sinjin Rivers. And she collapses on their doorstep. Now, let me give you a note about Sinjin. <laughs> so is Sinjin Rivers' first last name? Like, uh, his or... first name is spelled St. John. But, but it it's is pronounced Sinjin? But it is pronounced Sinjin. And they wow. make a point of telling us that in the book? No, <laughs> but everyone that you will take a class from will make a point to let you know it's pronounced Sinjin. I don't well, know why. They... But what, what a weird like prank that all English like literary professors are playing on the world. Yeah. Like, what if we, looks like what it's... if we tell them that St. John is Sinjin? Yeah. I think it, it was like a <laughs> just a weird English thing. Anyway, his name is St. John Rivers, St. John Rivers. So she okay. collapses of hunger on their doorstep. And they take her in. And they're like, who's this lady? What's her deal? What were you out in the moors? This is so exciting for us. Who's that lady? Who's <laughs> that, that lady? Ugly <laughs> wow. lady. That's, that's going to be weirdly that? not in sync. When It'll that be fine. <laughs> It'll be better than it's not in sync, FYI. <laughs> That's, that's going to be a tough one. Fun. Uh, so she wakes up and she's like, oh, I don't remember anything. She does. She just doesn't want to tell them. Uh, yeah. And she gives them the fake name Jane Elliott. Real real different Jane. Still the same initials. Like, real good. Know. Very <laughs> smart. Yep. <laughs> okay, David, for this mission, you will be David McNamara. And my <laughs> name will be Michael St. John. I mean... <laughs> So she stays with them for a while, and they're kind of nursing her back to health, and she eventually reveals a little bit more of her story to them. 
And she keeps staying with them, and Sinjin eventually finds her a job teaching in the town. So he's an interesting okay. guy. Um, he really, 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 really wants to be a missionary. Oh, and boy. I, I, oh, okay. Yep. Why can't he? I know the type. You know about <laughs> I know the type. Why can't he fulfill the missionary position? Uh, he, what's he, uh, he's what's he's preventing him? To it. He's working up to it. <laughs> okay, okay, so he's he just doing... To go, uh, he's a slow starter, you know? He basically Hand wants stuff to go, to like, with. <laughs> missionary to the people in what he refers to as Hindustan. Okay. As, as what? It, anyway, he wants to go to India. Um, okay. <laughs> so it's that, well, like, right. I mean, I don't know the racist terms for it, right? But before India was modern day India, right? Yeah. India and oh, Pakistan's was... were one big area. Uh-huh. Yeah. So he wanted to go to, you know, probably what is today Pakistan to, you know, Who teach knows? him about Jesus, the good white guy who will save him. Exactly. Oh, I get it. So he, he <laughs> happens to be, Jane kind of sees him interact with this girl in the town who's like, extremely beautiful and extremely nice and she happens to be rich and he sees them interact she sees them interacting and she's like oh my gosh like they're totally in love like he's totally in love with this girl and she's so into him and her dad thinks he's the best thing since sliced bread and she's like hey they have sliced bread those days no wow i didn't know we had reached the <laughs> technological achievement of sliced we bread jane air <laughs> She says that, and all the people in the cottage are like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> so she's like, these guys are obviously in love. And she asks him, like, hey, like, you guys seem like you're kind of... And he's like, no, absolutely I will not. never, I will never touch or look at a woman again. Basically, yes. He's like, if I, if I desire something, that is something, that part of me to be cut off. Like, Ugh. he cannot have her because... I know the type. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I went to Christian college. I met that type a lot. I grew... I, you know my backstory. I know, I know the type. <laughs> anyway, so he can't let himself have nice things. But it's going yeah. on. That's I mentioned that because that's sort of a... I don't know. It's, he's, he's, Jane sees a lot of herself in Sinjin and a lot of her, like... Mm most rigid like moralistic tendencies and so she's like sure how like okay that's kind of like me but like dang he really takes it to an extreme <laughs> so she basically got to see a living example of her ideals and now she's sort of turned off by them yeah she's nice. like oh maybe i don't want to be that woman anymore mm-hmm. so anyway nice. uh through a series of coincidences uh, Sinjin, okay. which is, this takes a while, and I just, I'm just going to skip over and give you guys the highlights. Uh, Sinjin discovers and reveals to Jane that he and his sisters mm-hmm. and Jane are all actually cousins. What? What? Because the uncle that had written to Mrs. Yeah. Reed, that yeah. then Jane, you know, sent out a letter being like, I don't know if this guy's still dead or alive, but maybe I'll find right. him. Uh, he did actually die, and he left Jane all his money. And the reason why that lawyer showed up at the wedding and knew Uh Jane was getting married is because she wrote to her uncle about the fact that she was getting married, and her uncle's lawyer was that same guy. God damn it. So now, he's being shysty because he should have known to tell her, hey, you have a bunch of money coming to you. Mm-hmm. BT is, dub. Is the lo- and was the lawyer trying to prevent her marriage? I mean, well, he's he was because he was also Mr. Mason's lawyer. But right. at the same time, so he was, Mason was but trying he found to stop out that. about it because 
he was this other guy's lawyer and he was looking for Jane anyway. Right, right. So, Jane... Uh, and so he's probably trying to make sure that Jane doesn't get it because if she doesn't, then he's, like, the conservator of the money, probably. Uh, and, like, has control of it until, like, she's found <laughs> or listen, whatever. Right? Probably. She, she found her family, like, which she never had before. Mm-hmm. So now she has, like, a connection of, of like, grounding her. Yes. She now, like... Li- from her normal life, she literally didn't work for one week and was starving. So, like, now that's out of the way. Mm-hmm. So, she actually has autonomy for the first time in her life. Yes. How does she get these funds? What's the, what does she do? Does she, what does she, does she write a letter? Does she go she to the does. lawyer? What does she do? Well, well she's if, got her cousins I don't with her think now. She has to do anything because Sinjin has been in communication with this lawyer. Uh-huh. And so the money's like coming to her because he's like, yeah, she's here. Actually, I know her. Uh, and so she's just like, Jane is so excited that she just has a family and she has money that she's like, you know what? I'm going to just divide all this money between us equally because like we're basically siblings now and it's like a significant amount of money. How long has she been with them now? Uh, I think it's about a year. Oh, okay. So she's been there for a while. So she's like, what a nice... What a nice gift. Listen, yes. I've been living here rent-free. You guys I'm, took me in. Everyone's getting paid back. Everyone's getting bonuses. I still got a job. Yo, we a power family. Let's yes. go. Yeah. We and empire. Like, and we're actually a family. I've never had siblings I liked. I never had anyone that loved me. And, like, that these two girls are her best friends. And, like, Sinjin's also there. And... <laughs> <laughs> and she paid everybody off, so everyone's happy. So, great. Okay. Okay, so... so the end. Is, the know, end she, of the story. That's the, it. The two girls, the two, <laughs> Mary and Diana, go off and, like, they have positions being, like, teachers or governesses somewhere else. So, it's, like, kind of just her and Sinjin. And so, they just, you know, they're spending a lot of time together. And he's acting as kind of a teacher to her. And he's like, you okay. should read this book. You should, instead of learning German, you should learn uh, some Indian language with me. And she's like, okay. And she's, sort of, <laughs> she's starting to feel like, you know, he's, he's like being really a little bit controlling. But mm-hmm. I'm just going to go with it anyway, even though this makes me feel kind of bad. Uh, so then one day, in the least romantic, least passionate <laughs> most devoid of feeling way possible, Sinjin is like, you should marry me and be my missionary wife in India. Yikes. Yeah. And she's like, uh... Did no one see the signs of grooming? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was totally putting it in her head. 100%. He her. 100%. Mm. But she's like, well, no, we're not in love. Like, nice. I mean, if you want, like, I think I'd be a good missionary. I'll go be a missionary with you, but I'm not marrying you. And yeah. he is so mad. He is like, you're basically, like, to deny my marriage proposal is to deny your entire faith. It's like, you're basically Whoa. denying God by denying me. Bro. I yeah. know that the God, type. That God, <laughs> that, also, that also God sent him. Like, she, yeah. wouldn't be this, she would be this unhappy woman. And the only way that she will get is if she joins households and allow him to be the master mm-hmm. of her domain. Go Fuck yourself, mm-hmm. Saint John. Yep. I'm not even saying your name right. <laughs> yep. So she's like, "No, absolutely not." And he's like, "Ugh, fine." But he keeps trying to get her to say <laughs> yes over the next few weeks and days. He's like, "Very Would you persistent." Please, uh, it's breakfast time. Would you please pass the milk? Also, are you going to marry me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not even. Are you going to? It's like you should marry me. You. You know. You, yeah, you should to. really. You, you really should think it over. If you thought about it, it would actually be better for you. Yeah. Um, 
if you did. Yeah. Yeah, I've been doing the math on this, and in the long run, this is the only way you'll be happy. Oh, math is a thing with numbers, okay? So oh, yeah, just... yeah, yeah. You probably don't know about it, but it's a thing that we know about. <laughs> yeah. So she really, she's starting to get The tired. Muslims created geometry, though, so we don't do geometry, <laughs> but everything else is fine, okay? Our Lord and Savior is fine with addition, subtraction, <laughs> multiplication, and division. Anything beyond that is the devil's work. <laughs> So she gets to the point where she's like, I'm so tired of this. And you know what? Like, maybe it wouldn't be so bad. Like, uh, gross. I don't know. I guess it's fine. And one thing oh, that man. she keeps pointing to is like, Sinjin is, unlike everybody else in this book, exceptionally handsome. Ah. He's very beautiful. I mean, he's just like, I think he's referred to as like, you know, just like being basically chiseled out of marble, but cold. It's like. Like marble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the best way the best way to get, you know, to woo a woman is just to beat her down into submission so that her only option is the ones you live give it to her. You, you know what? You know what really gets them going? What? Settling. Yeah. Settling. yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> they love it. So she's just like, I guess maybe. And then one night while he's praying for dinner, I think that might be the part where anyway, he's praying and she's listening. Yeah. Is that just like a jerk move? He doesn't want to make dinner. He's like, dear Lord, if someone would just make spaghetti, <laughs> if someone could preheat the oven for the garlic bread to 350 and just boil the noodles, I know Listen, it's not that much is work. Sinful. We can't be eating that Oh, that's Italian. right. Okay. I apologize. <laughs> no, it's while he's, you know, like, bless us, oh Lord, blah, blah, blah. Um, except he wouldn't cross himself like I just did because he's a Protestant. Right. Anyway, right, right. Uh, so she somehow, she hears a voice calling Jane Jane <laughs> almost as though it's very very far away and she's like Rochester oh my god and he's like Jane and she's like I have to go <laughs> <laughs> so the very next day she gets on the road to return to Thornfield I love that she's like I have to go but first I'm gonna sleep for the night yep. <laughs> It's, this is a very I urgent. Finish, I have to finish my salad, and then I I'm will going to finish bed. my spaghetti and lasagna. <laughs> I will take a quick nap. I will enjoy the evening. I'm reading a book right now, and then and then, and then I'm out of here. I'm and then home. first thing tomorrow morning, I'm I'll gonna have a light breakfast. I'll have a light breakfast. <laughs> read the paper. And then do some light errands in the town. Weather permitting, I am gone, baby. Weather I permitting. <laughs> So she's returning to Thornfield, but now she's coming back and she's like feeling great. Like she's got money. Yeah, she's, she's yeah, yeah. she's got she's, money. She's got a family. She's had a job mm-hmm. where she's like teaching little kids, and she's like, I love this. She might be marrying her cousin soon to go to be in a restrictive, very religious relationship overseas. Which That's was fun. like kind of you know not a bad career option in the I day. I mean, you'd get you'd get like the people would be like, oh, look mm-hmm. at that good person. No, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Um, you trade your happiness for stature. That's yeah. a that's a common common trade. One hundred percent. I mean, like if you guys know Pride and Prejudice, we're talking like we don't. Mis- okay. or I don't. You know what? I don't know. Pri- I don't know Pride and Prejudice. We should maybe do that. Might be next. Yeah, but maybe I have to watch that movie. There's like a thousand movies of There's that. Like, yeah, but they got that. They got that Kira Knightley one from not too long ago. No, no, Listen, no, no, she's no, my no, favorite. No, she's no. my favorite person. In the no, world. no, 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 no. That's not the one. You want to go Colin Firth, and then you go Knightley. 
Okay. Mm. Uh, can, can we somehow splice the two performances <gasps> together? Oh, if only I could do Firth Nightly. No, oh, what a dream. What? No, because Jennifer Ely, L, Ely, Ely, anyway, the girl who- It's pronounced Sinjin. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thank you. Uh, the girl in the version with Colin Firth, they actually were hooking up. So their chemistry is like, ooh. Oh, that's some fine. Sweet gas. That's some sweet gas mm-hmm. you got. Anyway, so as she gets near the to the town that's like nearest Thornfield, she's just like mm-hmm. chatting with a local and this, you know, there's like the equivalent. There's an old man and everything. I feel like it would probably be like a video game character that's like, well, you know, exposition and then like tells you all the things. <laughs> she, David, she runs yeah. into she runs into an NPC. Yep. <laughs> and it's, it's one of those ones where as you're going down the road, like it, it stops you and he runs over and it's like, hey, yeah, you're, yeah, you yeah. look like you're new to town. I've got something to say to everyone who's coming through here. Yep. That's what happens. <laughs> so she learns that... Let me teach you how to catch a Pokemon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she develops a whole new career as a Pokemaster. Listen, that, we all remember that guy. Uh, so she learns that Thornfield Hall burnt down. Oh no! Yeah, like not. How's Bertha doing? Was she still chained to the Was wall? Bertha still where? <laughs> did they get out? What bet, happened? And I, and I bet everyone else didn't even have that thought until like a day later. Like, well, they just found like, a. Oh no! What just, happened to my stuff? Oh yeah, just, right, Bertha too. Right, yeah. They just found she? a skeleton upright with a no. chain up against the wall, trying to run out. <laughs> oh Jesus. So, no, what happened was Bertha Mason set Thornfield on fire and right. she burned it down. And then, Mr. Ro- like, she ran up to the roof and Mr. Rochester followed her and oh. she was, like, gonna throw herself down into the fire. He's like, no, and tries to but save her. But he helped her. her. He, goes, let me, he goes, no, let me help you. <laughs> he tries to save her, but she jumps before he can get to her because there's, like, fire in the way. And, and and all we the only person we can hear the story from is Mr. Rochester. <laughs> yeah, Mr. For, for whatever Convenient. reason, he tried so hard to help get his oh, wife no, down, but no, and no. then immediately went looking for her. What weird, weird. Yeah, weird. Anyway, but we believe it because this is you know a, a character with no stakes, so we believe him. Uh, he's here okay. to tell us some exposition. I don't. You can, <laughs> as as the royal we, but I don't. <laughs> uh, so he, he tried to save her, but he couldn't. And in the fire, like, through fighting through that, he, like, lost use of his hand. And oh, he shit. lost his eyesight. Oh, okay. no. Yeah, so he's he blind. blind. And no fire. touch. And can no it, touchy. Is it terrible? I don't feel that bad for him. Like, I, I he's a bad character to me. <laughs> <laughs> He tried. I don't have he was a re- trying to feel- redeem himself. He was a broken man, you know. Sure, yeah, sure. He, he, he drove her to family. setting the place on fire and trying to commit suicide. Did he the drive her he to setting the place tr- on fire, or was she just crazy? I mean, he did keep her locked up for years. Yep. So <laughs> at this point, it's on him. I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm so glad you're saying all these things. I'm just like, this is you. Yeah, you're reading into it perfectly. <laughs> he's yeah. awful. Like he's he has not had a single redeeming quality in a very long time. Well, guess what? He just and got even a this, he fucked it up. So yeah, I, well, I, he doesn't listen, even redeem himself. He's now. a burn victim now, and he can't see anything. Yeah. So I, I feel like he's being punished enough. Yes, eh, he is fine. So sure. she learns he's actually living now. Like all the servants are gone. Like pretty much everybody's, you know, the, all the wealth is gone. Yeah. And 
He's living. He was already bad with money, right? So now he doesn't even have his like manor and property. right. Mm-hmm. He just has that property in Spain. He, well, he has that, but he also has this little cottage called Ferndine, <laughs> and uh, he's staying there with two servants. So Jane is like, "Okay, I'm gonna go," uh, because she's still into it. <laughs> she's All like, right. "Wow, he's, <laughs> he's a broken man now, and I'm a woman with means. I can save him." As I was about to say, is he going to become her project? Like, I'm going <laughs> to fix him. Listen, we have all been Jane. We're like, wow, he's so broken. I need uh. to save him. <laughs> so she goes there, and the servants see her, and she's like, shh, shh, shh don't, don't say anything, because Rochester is blind. Okay. And uh, so I hear what? heavy breathing in the room. Who's there? <laughs> We're gonna prank the motherfuckers. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so she's like, "I'll, I'll take his like tray with his tea to him." So he, she like takes it to him, and he's like, "What's that?" You know. And then one of them is like filming on a camera, and this is totally gonna go viral. Yeah, <laughs> this is so gonna go viral. Get the TikTok. Blind ready. man sees. Blind man sees X. C's in quotes, X for the first time. <laughs> Adele's doing a TikTok dance in the corner. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, so he's like, what? Uh, you're not Bill or whoever the, na- the name of the guy is. He's like, this, okay. basically like, this smells like Jane. Uh, <laughs> so he like, you know, she's like, yep. All this time and she's never changed her perfume nope. once. She's she the one thing she's bathed, consistent. probably. Uh, so he she wears white diamonds, FYI. Just so, just so, just so you have a very pungent smell. It's Elizabeth Taylor's white diamonds. <laughs> like these have always brought me luck. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, "Yeah, it's me." And he's like, "Well, are you real? Are you a ghost? Are you a spirit?" Ooh, say you're a ghost. Say you're a ghost. Say you're say a talking you're a ghost. ghost. No, she's like, "No, here's where I've been." And. <laughs> So she tells him all about the money and she tells yeah. him all about the family. And she's like, also, there was this guy that I totally could have married, but I totally did it. And he's like, oh, OK, well. And then I very guy? quickly, upon immediately thinking about it, got the hell out of there. Got <laughs> the right hell away. out Trust of me, there. I came as soon as possible. I possibly could. Got out of there. Do not want any of this stuff going on. Yes. So now they're finally kind of in a weird way equals. Because he has been brought Are down. They? Well, he's a burn victim, and up. Jane looks like a Are burn victim. Are you saying victim, that the amount so... that she's been raised up, like they're now, like he was, he was so high up that he was brought down to this, and now they're the same. Kind I don't of, buy it. but she's she does then say, and this is a very famous line: "Reader, I married him," which implies Whoa. she's calling the shots. Uh, she married him because now Got she's it. the one with status and wealth. So they get married. And they live kind of happily ever after. Uh, Until one fateful night. (laughs) Adele kind of becomes less silly and is a little more like a, you know, a a person. She does modern modern dance and a little jazz and hip hop. So she's like like well-rounded. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> she has Joffrey. a weekly show down at the art gallery. Yeah. It's real good. It's sometimes it's weird. <laughs> they eventually have a kid and eventually some of Rochester's sight just comes back. Oh. And okay. that is that is <laughs> some the, of it. Some well, of they, they, it's kind of it's kind of hazy, or you can only see like some of the time. Like it turns on and off. <laughs> they took like they took the bandages off his back. head, and all of a sudden he can see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that is 
the end of the book. Oh boy. So it's, I guess, okay. So they right. do kind of live happily ever after. Yay! Right. <laughs> Yay! Yay! So the one thing that I was sure of was I was like, wow, Blanche is going to get mad about this. She literally just never she comes did, back. No, never came back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I mean, I guess it is a happy ending in that Jane now has status and mm-hmm. a family name. Yes. And... If nothing else, she finally has confidence in herself. Like it took all of these other things to happen. And at the end, you know, the whole story, it's she doesn't know if she wants to be, you know, she wants to get married, but it's everything. It's all these forces. By the end of it, she's now controlling the forces, Mm -hmm. which I guess is a good thing. And I guess she's been given two options on, I guess, marital choices in her entire life. And she, I guess, technically chose the better of the two. She does, because if you notice, like she doesn't know that he like it's important that she doesn't know that his house has burned down she doesn't know he's been maimed she doesn't know any of that but she's like right i am still connected to this man i'm still in love with this man uh-huh. i'm taking i'm making the choice here to go and be true to myself in a way that i haven't been previously which is like right. i'm going to be true to my feelings and not just like sure. my moral backbone you know so she's like i choose love i'm going to go do that and then she gets there and like, oh, this worked out. Now we're kind of equal in society's eyes. A named <laughs> blind man with no yeah. money. Yeah, that's why I, I, like, I'm looking at it from like obviously 100 years later or whatever. So so I'm like, girl, you're better than that. But like uh, obviously it's uh, for the time a somewhat empowering story, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, why? it's a proto-feminist. Yeah, exactly. Why is this taught in classes why is this why does like, this wh- why did it become significant yeah like I, I i i've heard it i understand it we're gonna go to lessons soon but like what about this resonates later on yeah. is it the literature is it the it's, the time frame it's kind of i mean it is it was a very unique book of its time it was you know the, the gothic novel genre was much more like it was kind of pulpy. It was a little bit more like, ooh, you just read this for like the juicy fun. And this yeah. was like taking that genre and making it literature. And like, a, it's, I mean, the prose, the prose is it's very beautiful. Good. I mean, like, it's okay. one of the books that like I have listened to on audiobook, like just for the pleasure of like hearing the words because it's that good. Mm, like, okay. There's a version where Tandy Newton is narrating it and it's just like, you're Ugh. just like listening to like Velvet. I do like, and it's very interesting, the beats of the story that come out very quickly, that this isn't a typical princess novel, right? Like this isn't, like this is the happy ending, but the road to the happy ending was was fraught with terror. Mm-hmm. And at all points, mm-hmm. at no point was I like, oh, this is going to end well. It's nice right. that it ended well, but there was a lot of, a lot of tragedy along the way. Yes. And there's been a lot, there's a, which I haven't, I mean, I could, this is a story podcast, so I'm not going to even get into, like, there's a ton of, like, feminist and gender critical theory, like, there, you can, you can see, this is an endlessly analyzable text, uh-huh. and there's lots of stuff about, oh, I forget, oh, I forget who, and people are going to be like, you, you forgot everything. Uh, but there's a whole, there's a piece written called like the mad woman in the attic. Like there's a whole lot of stuff of like, you know, the doubling between Jane's dual natures and like what the other women in the novel like represent. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of pairs, there's a lot of twins, there's a lot of contrasts. 
Mm-hmm. And like, you know, there's also a book written uh, sort of from an imagined perspective of Bertha Mason. And okay. that's uh, The Wide Sargasso Sea by Jean Reese. And that's, uh, I mean, it's not as fun to read, but as, <laughs> as a companion piece, it's very interesting because it addresses a lot of what we talked about. Like, she's... She's like clearly not white. She's described in all these kind of racist ways and she's mm-hmm. literally locked up in an attic and we're we're made to see her as the villain from, you know, this very like quote unquote moral upstanding white heroine. But like yeah. there are some you can view that in a way it's like, oh, this is Jane's this is the other side of her, like this is the other you know, she does have this I don't know. I'm not saying anything, right? You can cut all this out. But anyway, it's endlessly <laughs> analyzable and it's a Great. very rich no, text no, 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 and it's no. really beautiful. We used to I joke pre- in like high school AP English that like no matter what question you got in a test, you could make Jane Eyre fit. Uh-huh. And you kind of yeah. can. <laughs> like you yeah. can you can do any kind of uh, you can apply any kind of critical theory to this and it'll you'll you'll get lots it'll of work. juice. Yeah. Sure. Hmm. Uh, I appreciate your uh, your armchair lecture there. I think that the template, <laughs> I think that there, I think that's why it's resonated for so long. I think there's a lot of different ways, and also I'm sure the intention of that novel when it was written is much different than me hearing it today. Yeah. Because when I hear it today, I'm like, what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> like they're all morally suspect in my eyes. Like all of this is a problem. Yeah. Like like I I get I got that sense when I was complaining a bunch about Mr. Rochester that I as the reader wasn't supposed to be complaining right, about Mr. Right. Rochester. <laughs> And so that, yeah, that's fun. Okay. (laughs) All right, David, let's go to lessons. Let's go. Lessons. Okay. Listen, you have autonomy. I think a lesson that stands out to me is you have autonomy over your own self, Mm -hmm. which means you can just tell people how the fuck to say your name. It might look like Michael, but it's pronounced Mikkel, okay? And that's how I would like to be called now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, if it's pronounced a very different way than it seems when spelled, you can't be mad the first time someone reads it wrong. But once you correct them, then it's like, okay, great. Now they they should know. Right, right. I think that's just... That's just your prerogative. Yeah. Um, I think here's a lesson I learned. If you're going to keep your wife locked up in a secret room, get at least like a second caretaker so they can take shifts. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Having just one person watch them, you're going to run into issues. Uh, so. Absolutely. Dueling shifts, 12 hours apiece. They need some time to rest. I mean, that, depending on your means, you could even get three, four, you know, really break up the shifts, have, have a good alert <laughs> caretaker <laughs> staff. Uh, you're allowed to call off the wedding at any yes. time. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. listen, like, especially just... if it turns out that as you're saying your vows, you find out he's got a wife already. Yep. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. You should be you able say, to walk say, away. We should have at least talked about this like an hour ago. Yeah. And if you're going to like maybe if your wife is going to die in a suspicious way, <laughs> make sure you have eyewitnesses. That and, yeah. And then afterwards, like, story. and I can't see. So I can't even show you where. Like, <laughs> <Yep>. OK. <laughs> Yo, David, what? I think you just solved it. I think that blindness was a I lie. Can, I'm telling you. Because it just came her. back when everything <laughs> was cool again. One day. He, wow. he, he, he pushed her. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, a lot of the questions that we have, I would recommend the version of Jane Eyre that you watch is the 2006 one with Ruth Wilson. And it's delightful because it really picks up on the like the spooky stuff. OK, so it's great. 
Yeah, cool. it's interesting that I appreciate that you. We're done with lessons. I think I'm done yeah, with lessons fine. now. I, I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you painting the. <laughs> I appreciate you painting the world that you did because I think that the narrative of the novel is fairly you know it's straightforward right like yeah. that's all the things but that that atmosphere the constant reminder that it's like oh it's a spooky time mm-hmm. Ooh, there's a fog like that's, right. that's really good for setting that sort of like even though nothing that like there weren't that many crazy tense like spooky things that happened besides like i guess the tree getting split the laughter the one time the laughter like, the many attack, times the attack and the, screams and the in the, the night the burning yeah, the fact of that- the bed the guy getting the bed bitten, burning. Yeah, uh, yeah. The veil, the crazy dreams. Yeah. Yeah. It was just a good little reminder each time of like, oh, yeah, by the way, this isn't just a, a society relationship drama. Mm-hmm. Well, and also, <laughs> right, that heightening and that like, oh, we're like, ooh, that spookiness of we're being watched. She was being watched. Yes. There was another <laughs> person in the house. Oh, yeah. Uh, I also feel like this could be – I feel like we're a couple years away, but this is going to get remade with some high school sorority and the – you know what I mean? There's a sorority sister in the house. Like this is – this very easily could go horror. It's not, but you could very easily go in any direction. Yeah. It was remade. Honestly, the thing that made me so mad, it was remade a few years ago with Mia Wasikowska, who is beautiful – and mm-hmm. Michael Fassbender, who is hotter than fire. Like, yeah. <laughs> and they put these two, and we're supposed to be like, they're the weird looking. The plain ones? Plain yeah. <laughs> what does that make me? <laughs> like, right. <laughs> yeah. So I okay. really feel like that, that is a hill I will die on, is no adaptation has ever made them ugly enough. I want buglies. Mm. That just might be the problem with the film industry. I don't know if it's filled with ugly people. They're all pretty people. There's not enough. And England, they have a lot. But, like, it just... Mm. (laughs) They let people look, like, normal and lumpy. And I feel like there needs to be more lumpy people on TV. I agree. Listen, I'm a lumpy person. I'd love to be on TV. So I totally agree with you. Yeah, representation for lumps. (laughs) Well, Elise, congratulations, everybody. We did it. We got through Janie. We finally got through. I'm sorry it. it took three times as long as I said it would. I'm so I'm so happy it did. I'm also happy that I know this story because I'll yeah. let you know. At this point in my life, I'm not reading this shit. I have not, no desire. I, I, I apologize. I mean, that's literally why in our other series, like I'm, we're having uh, Zipper do Lost with us. All of Lost. Yes, All of so Lost. Far, so far, we've done season one. We're about to start season two. Yeah, uh, but I've never seen it oh. like ever, and I and I've avoided pretty much everything about it. Oh. So like I'm going in blind, and it's just Zipper telling us the story, and it's great. And people are like, "Oh, are you watching it then?" And I'm like, "No. Why no, would I? Why, why would, would we I watch, watch it? I want to like, hear him <laughs> tell it to me." <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> yep. 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 At least if people in the greater United States or the world or specifically New York City. Area, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, it, our our American audience makes up 69% of our listening audience. Nice. Hey, yeah. Uh, yeah. if you want 69% of Americans to know what you where you are, That's where do they the find you said, on the Instagram? Where do they find you on the Instagram? Look at your flowers. Uh, they, if they want, if 69% of America wants to find me, uh, <laughs> yeah. they can follow my Instagram, Flowers by Elise. I'm a florist. I was previously a dramaturg working in theater, which is why I think my intro that Michael gave me was a lot more heavily on that. Uh, <laughs> and if not, they can follow me on Twitter for, I don't know, if, if you feel like it. I'm just making yeah. jokes about my daily life and then lamenting 
uh, the country we about live in. my daily life, yep. <laughs> the fall of Western society. Uh, and that's, that's what uh, we all lament on Twitter uh, with, at Elise Anoush. So anyway, but this has been so much fun, you guys. Yeah, can I Listen, please we'll come have back to find and tell absolutely. More We'll find we, some other Victorian novel we're never going to read that you can tell us all about. We will always allow our friends to take the burden of doing the show off of our shoulders. Absolutely. Listen, we got to step up to the streets, like David always says, and really create a platform for people Look, to shake not about, it. It's not about what you got. It's about what you make with what you got. And at that, we will say thank you for joining us for another episode of Storytime. I'm Michael Santel. I'm David Miller. Oh, and I'm here, Elise. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Good job. Yeah. Not for the last time, but definitely for this time. We'll see everybody next time. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. That's our show. Thanks for coming round. Don't be sad. No need to frown. We'll have more stories. Don't throw a fit. Goodbye, one and all, and we'll see you in a bit. Who's that lady? Who's that, that lady? Ugly lady. Who's that?